Welcome back, everybody, to the final episode, almost a year later, of the Lost Boys Movie Minute podcast, as it is going to become the Vampire Movie Minute podcast. We took forever. Um, I duly apologize for that. So, tonight's episode is the final part of the movie Lost Boys, which are the last two minutes and 24 seconds of uh, uh, credits. And joining me once again for our goodbye to the Lost Boys is film critic Scott Danielson. Scott, how have you been this past year and how have you been this past uh, couple weeks in the uh, pandemic of the coronavirus? <laughs> Doing all right, keeping busy, and at this point just trying not to go insane while working almost exclusively from my basement. Um, so when the last time we recorded this was way back in June, I actually had just met, uh, Cassandra Peterson and had her on my show. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We really dropped the ball on that one. Yep. Moving on from, uh, our topic of, uh, current political climate, we're going to start our, uh, coverage of the final moments of the credits of the Lost Boys and, uh, do our best to give you any type of information about any of these people. Um, <laughs> Richard Don Secretary to Richard Donner and to Secretary to Joel Schumacher also get credits in this movie. I noticed. <laughs> yes, that's that's pretty that's pretty detailed. What, what, what do you think of this end uh, end song? By the way, the end credits song. It's, uh, it's very slow compared. Like there's a lot more energy in most of the rest of the soundtrack. It's a lot more subdued. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna speed this along. It's like when they play the ballad version of the song in the Disney movie at the credits. Right, and then we come to the credits at the uh, 35, 59, sorry, one hour, 35 minutes, 59 second mark. We have uh, the actual songs themselves: "The Lost Boys," "Good Times," uh, "Lost Boys" by Lou Graham, "Good Times" by George Young, uh, "Laying Down the Law" by Michael Hutchinson. Uh, let's see. Um, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me by Elton John. <laughs> A very appropriate choice. Yes, which is what what's playing right now. People Are Strange by The Doors, but performed by Echo and the Bunnymen. Cry Little mm -hmm. Sister, of course, from The Lost Boys. I Still Believe by Michael Bean, not to be confused with Michael Bean from Terminator Flame. <laughs> Power Play by Ryan Robertson. Beauty Has Her Way by David Banks. Walk This Way by Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. I don't remember when that plays in the movie. That pl they play that in the bonfire scene. They play that. They're playing, the, I think, that's the run DMC version. Oh, and then, of course, I get a credit here. Love to Chris. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Stills of Molly Ringwald from the motion picture The Breakfast Club get a credit. Reformed <laughs> Schoolgirls gets a credit. Uh, wow. Does that mean, like... Does that mean Molly Ringwald gets a residual, like a tiny one, for this movie? Maybe. Maybe she gets a couple bucks. Original soundtracks are uh, available on cassettes and compact discs. Oh, compact discs. How, how fancy. Yes. And then it, the, the credits roll to the Warner Brothers logo, and it goes right to the FBI warning, which says, Don't pirate, you piracy motherfuckers. Yes, do not do that. <laughs> okay, so there was a Lost Boys sequel. In 2008, called Lost Boys The Tribe, did you ever see it? No, I intentionally avoided it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Did you ever see Lost Boys The Thirst? Avoided that intentionally, too. I felt like it was... was it, wasn't it just, like, uh, Corey Feldman just, like, kind of pushing it? And, like, it was straight to DVD and... Yeah. In both cases? 
Risking everything in search of the ultimate rush is fun when you know you can't die. Angus Sutherland, brother of Kiefer Sutherland, but not the brother of David. They really dropped the ball on that one. Oh, man. Taking up where brother Kiefer left off in the original cult favorite is the lead vampire in this modern reimagining of the Lost Boys. The seaside village of Luna Bay... Hold on a second, I just want to check the audio. Okay. The seaside village of Luna Bay is rife with outcasts and plagued by an outbreak of missing persons. As the sun sets, the tribe rises. A group of adrenaline-fueled, thrill-crazed vampires tears up the surf in the streets with non-stop action. But when a champion surfer, played by Tad Higglebrink, and his sister, played by Autumn Reeser, who is smoking hot in this movie, move in, dark secrets erupt into hot-blooded passions and full-blooded fear. Helping fight the forces of hell... Corey Feldman in his signature role of vampire hunter Edgar Frog. Once you join the tribe, there's no turning back. And it actually has uh, a lot of bonus material on here, including an all-new remix mu music video of Cry Little Sister by G. Tom Mack. This, okay, so apparently these, the brother and sister in this movie are supposed to be the uh, children of Star and um, Michael? Michael, and they died in a car accident. Oh, come on. Wait, how do vampires die in a car accident? Michael and Star were not vampires, though. Oh, that's right. But still, how do they die in a car accident? Right, of course, Corey Feldman uh, is in the most parts of the movie, and then he's back for the sequel, and he's actually a more of a main character in the sequel version than this one. He's a side character. And then Corey Haim shows up in uh, deleted scenes and an after-credits scene. It's a giant mess because Corey oh. Haim was having a lot of problems at the time with drugs. And they just done the two Corys, and then uh, he's only in flashback scenes from the original movie in the sequel. But the actor who played Edgar Frog comes back. Oh, sorry, his the other Frog brother comes back. Oh man! And he's a vampire though, and Corey has to save him. And this all came down in um, uh, the Lost Boys: Reign of Frogs miniseries by Wildstorm Comics. Wildstorm was a division of DC Comics, and that was actually the uh, the film, the uh, the comic book series that bridges the gap between the new movies and the original and includes the return of david grandpa's revealed to be the leader of the vampire organizations uh vampire hunters and the widow johnson is actually the queen of the vampires oh yeah <laughs> vertigo comic books a few years later by tim seeley and uh hold on so by tim seeley artist scott glodowalski uh, do a six-issue uh, sequel to The Lost Boys. So they kind of pick up shortly after the events of the movie, and they kind of deepen the lore with pretty much every major figure from the film in some way, shape, or form. Right. Um, Edgar Frog and his brother return. Uh, Michael Starr. Um, we find out who the head of the vampires are. We find out who is leading... The vampire uh, army, uh, sorry, the the the, uh, the vampire hunters. Uh, we find out that the uh, saxophone player wants to become a vampire hunter, and in fact, he uh, the the body oil that's covering him is actually holy oil. Yes, it is holy oil, and uh, the one of my one of my favorite comic panels ever. He smacks a vampire in the fa in the face while saying, "Behold the power of sax rock," or something like that. Right. Um, this miniseries came out in 2000, and Star also betrays Michael. Again. Again. Kinda. Yeah. Um, 
the uh, the the sax the greasy saxophone player uh, he really gets into it with uh, uh, helping out the Frog Brothers and Sam, but he unfortunately gets killed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of uh, vampires are resurrected in a pool of like, you know, uh, they all look like very Egyptian style vampires too. Yeah, it's like a bioluminescent pool, and then they, we even got what kid vampires attacking everybody. It's it's a it's it's messy. Unfortunately, Vertigo comic books is no longer around. DC Comics scuttled Vertigo back in 2018. Yeah, which is which is a shame because Vertigo had some of, some of the more most interesting stuff. Right um, now, a lot of stuff like this will be printed under the black label. Ah, I see. Like it's whiskey. <laughs> well, the black labels the uh, the DC black label books. Yeah, no, I know. I just it's a fu- it's a funny name to. <laughs> right. Uh, David, uh, sorry, Michael is a complete idiot because he takes Star back at the very end of the story despite her betrayal of him. Yeah. Complete and utter idiot. Um, they also end on a cliffhanger for, uh, for David. Right, which is very weird, um, but they never did a follow-up to it. I guess the sales on the comic were not that popular. Yeah, I guess not, but yeah, no, it would have been interesting because he's basically, he's been resurrected by these ancient vamp, ancient Egyptian vampires, and... There, they've been. There's a giant fight over this, essentially a serum that would make him a, a vampire god. Like he could be a blade villain by the end of this. <laughs> and instead, it's just left on the cliffhanger with him, you know, cackling as there's a full moon out. So I have the alternate cover to issue number one. It has the greasy saxophone player uh, signed by Tim Capoli. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I have the uh, alternate version signed by him. Framed up on my wall right here. Uh, he was selling them at Rock and Shock when I met him. We tried to have him on the podcast. Unfortunately, it just wasn't uh, able to happen. Like saxophone reflections or something like that? It was a segment where it's like, hey, we're going to look back at stuff from like the 80s and 90s we may have gotten wrong at the time as a society. And then he was he offered like a saxophone apology, and he's still in like the Believer getup. It was fantastic. He seems to always be in the Believer getup from every photo I've seen him in. That's true, yeah. No, it's it's very... The big chain is always there. Well, those are all my notes about the film The Lost Boys. The It's been released in, in various formats, from VHS to Laserdisc to DVD to Blu-ray. It has some decent bonus material on it. I don't know if this will ever get, like, a super-duper collector's edition of treatment, but uh, for, the, for the information that's on here, it's pretty good. Again, I also have, of course, that Lost Boys book, which came to me completely falling apart, and they never bothered to replace it. Yeah, that's it's a shame. I'm I'm curious if the if if and when they'll make a move to like 4K or something like that, like they're doing with everything else right now. Yeah, maybe. Um, Hollywood's got a lot of other problems going on right now, like you know, no money. Every production being shut down. Yeah, <laughs> every production being shut down. Well, mm-hmm. that is it for our coverage of the Lost Boys Movie Minute podcast. Join us Woo, we in made it. another week, or maybe in a few days, where we will be posting the first episode of Once Bitten Movie Podcast. Minute Movie, the Once Bitten, the Once Bitten Movie, Movie Minute Podcast, where we will cover Jim Carrey, Laura Hutton's romantic vampire comedy from the 1980s, Once Bitten, five minutes at a time. With my co-host from the Dead TV podcast, Mr. Zeneca, joining us for uh, a few episodes, as well as other guests, apparently, from the Movie Minute Network, as a bunch of people want to be on that podcast that couldn't get on this one. 
There you go. You can find all the episodes at RadioHorror.com unless the website happens to change. But don't forget, you can also find us on Twitter at... Uh, Lost Boys Movie Minute. Uh, the, the title will change, but we're going to be changing it to Vampire Movie Minute. Correct. Shortly. As well as the Facebook page will be changed to Vampire Movie Minute. As this will become the Vampire Movie Minute podcast. As after Once Bitten, I thought we would do Life Force. <laughs> That's a Look, if we're going to get into sexy vampires, we got to get to the ultimate space sexy vampire that seduces patrick stewart yes and uh who also appears naked on screen most of her screen time most of it yes that's correct 19 year old french actress who who doesn't <laughs> speak english <laughs> yep sounds about right all right thank you everybody see you next time